0: listening to Double Exposure with Sophia Lemon and Petro, a photography podcast on both the creative aspects and business side of photography. Join the conversation on Facebook at Double Exposure Show Group. And here's Petro and Sophia.
1: Welcome to episode 10 with Petro and Sophia on Double Exposure. Today we're talking about coffee shops.
0: And <laughs> Very exciting stuff. That's what we're stuff. talking about, right? Yes. Yeah. Well, I'm glad one of us knows anyway for sure
1: do I know or is it or you're implying you know
0: One of us knows
1: one of us knows I don't we don't know, know which one. one knows yeah no kidding. <laughs> so we want to talk to you about uh, uh, meeting clients in coffee shops or mm-hmm. not even necessarily coffee shops, but uh, locations other than a place where you typically do your business mm-hmm. uh, especially if you don't have one <laughs> and this is a this is a topic that uh, uh, has been in the back of my mind for a little bit, and I'm glad Sophia suggested it uh, this morning. So, we, we're we going to tackle it and uh, hopefully get you some insight on how to do it uh, effectively, efficiently, as well as uh, the etiquette uh, of a coffee shop meeting, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, before we begin, uh, let's turn it over to Sophia.
0: What's up? What's up, Sophia? <laughs> Um I have so an interesting story. story. I I seem to always have interesting stories, or at least I think they're interesting. I I don't know yeah. yet if our listeners think that they're interesting. Nobody but I hope said so.
1: anything, so I'm I'm no.
0: imagining it's not that bad. <laughs> but this one, so um I met with a couple a couple weeks ago about their wedding. Um they were super excited wanted to work with me, really loved meeting with me and everything because I'm fantastic. Um but they really had a bit of a restrictive uh, budget. And, you know, we got the number down to their budget. But mm. as you guys have heard before, I don't sell digital files. Um, and we, a couple mornings ago, the groom and I went back and forth on the phone a few times about, well, I really want to have the digital files so that I have access to them in the future. And I say, well, you will have access to them in the future because I'll hold on to them. Whereas if I give you a USB stick of digital files, you may not have access to them in the future. And it's just not something that I sell because I want to make sure that my clients get the best artwork possible. And in my experience, when I've given the USB stick, they end up getting pretty terrible looking prints. Exactly. Which is not what I tell my clients. So I, I gave them a whole lot of options. Um, I could give them a USB stick of low resolution files, which they can use on Facebook and their phones and all that fun stuff. Um, I could give them a smartphone app, which would put all of their photos on their phone, easy access. Um, And then just ended up repeating quite a few times that I don't sell digital files. And especially for their price point, I wasn't prepared to sell them the digital files. Mm -hmm. Um, So after a few phone calls, they ended up, deciding that they were not going to book with me. Um, and that evening I had a meeting with another couple who ended up booking the same date for $1,500 more Yay. and no digital files. <laughs>
1: <laughs> nice.
0: Yeah. So it worked out all right for me.
1: Well, some clients there, there's two types of clients. I find there's clients who want the look they want the images they they don't care about the small nuances or details we want these photos and we're going to decide how we're going to receive them etc and then there's a client who wants uh the checklist from the knot or whoever's doing is doing the checklist these days whatever blog or website is providing you you know make sure that there are two photographers make sure that there's this make sure there's this i have to admit that even though i love shooting with uh, another person some of my favorite weddings have been just me, just by myself. Um, a couple episodes ago, I mentioned the wedding in Tobermory. Uh, I did that all by myself and uh, it, the photos were amazing, you know. <laughs> so I just didn't have every angle covered, uh, but I didn't need to that day. It was a different, uh, different kind of thing. And, and we never discussed with the client about digital file delivery or anything like that at that point either. You know, because to them, they just, they wanted me to shoot it for whatever reason. And, uh, so, so I prefer to book those kind of clients. They're, they're going to be the ones willing to pay the price that you're asking for, right?
0: Yep. Yeah. Well, so, some, some people want you and some people want a photographer. And I think it's pretty important that you're getting the person that wants you, right? Yeah,
1: absolutely. That's, um, that's, that, that's something we should talk about, uh, in the future. I think it's oh, yeah. on our list, right? Uh, it, it
0: is on the list. Um, <laughs> Yeah.
1: <laughs> okay. That's the one with the spelling error. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> we'll get into it another time. Um, That's amazing. But yeah, I've, I've, had, I've had a bunch of these meetings this week. Like, I have had a lot of inquiries and coffee shop meetings this mm-hmm. week, which was sort of what inspired this yeah. post because I've been, this post, sorry, this episode, because I've been bouncing between coffee shops in Owen Sound because... They all close at different times. And, you know, I have my favorite, but it's not open when these people are off work and ah, so on and so forth. And nice cup, Petro. <laughs> <laughs>
1: what's, what's your coffee shop of choice? Where you so
0: my coffee shop of choice is the Frog Ponds Cafe in Owen Sound. So cool. if you're ever in Owen Sound, like during the day, um, it's on 2nd Ave, East and 8th Street east right on the corner and I've been going there for probably a little over a year now Um and you know, I'm kind of shy. (laughs) So when I started going, I would just open up my laptop and work away and drink my tea and um ignore everyone. But there's this community table which I would sit at because I wasn't gonna sit in a booth all by myself.
1: That's nice of you. Take
0: up a whole bunch of space. I know, I know. So I would sit at the community table and at about ten o'clock in the morning, all of the Owen Sound retirees well, not all of them, (laughs) I know
1: exactly who you're talking about,
0: would shuffle in and get their coffee and their sandwich and they would sit down at the table and they were always so nice and they they would say is it okay if we sit with you like <laughs> we're not going to disturb you or anything you look no. like you're working really hard and i'm like no it's just fine you can sit there um and That's then awesome. they started harassing me like how in a delightful way.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah. How many dates did you go on after that?
0: Um, I haven't had any dates with them, but I do see them very regularly, and <laughs> <That's> <laughs> we awesome. chat now and everything. A lot of them know me by name, and and yeah, I, I would call them friends and stuff. But cool. It's yeah. They brought me out of my shell, which I guess is why There's this found. is my yeah. This is why is my favorite coffee shop. I think cool. because you know I actually know the people there now.
1: So do you typically meet in coffee shops or do you actually have a space where you can meet clients?
0: Well, I have a studio space, which I am working on, you know, making making it presentable so that I can meet people there, mm-hmm. but only because I can hang stuff on the walls. Mm-hmm. So I would kind of prefer to meet people at the studio space when I'm doing a proofing session. Um, and then when I'm just meeting them casually for like half an hour, meet them in a neutral place, um, have some coffee, make it very social. And a coffee shop is a much more social atmosphere than my studio, which is very private and quiet. Yeah. Um, Yeah,
1: even though it's a little bit more intimate, it's also could be a little bit more awkward, right?
0: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So that's why I meet people in coffee shops. Yeah. (laughs) Well, let's do you meet people. You have meeting space in, in your commercial space, correct? I do. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's actually a, a nice little lounge. Um, so I have a sofa, uh, with a coffee table in front. And then there's two of these, uh, uh chairs that are extremely uncomfortable. They're, mm. they're called the Vasili chairs, uh,
0: Are these the white chairs that you've had
1: forever? Okay. White leather chairs, leather uh, stretched over metal bars.
0: Yep. (laughs) They're the coolest
1: looking chairs ever, and uh, they're the most uncomfortable for somebody my size. Uh, (laughs) A lot of people say, "Ah, I love these." You know, they sit in them for like thirty minutes. They get up and they go, "Oh, I can't." No, how do you do this? I'm always kind of like sitting on the edge. Like, look really engaged, and yeah. And to tell you the truth. even though we have that space even though it's a really cool space because it's part of the studio and part of the production uh, corner where the printer is which by the way i've had clients ask me if, if it was a fireplace which we, <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome is that a fireplace by epson yes it is <laughs> um and um it's it's a really cool environment um yeah. but uh it, it's really funny because to get into this space it's a, it's a lower level studio so um, even though I enjoy 10 foot ceilings and, uh, great acoustics and great space for shooting and e-meeting, uh... To get in there, you go down this narrow uh, stairwell. And uh, quite often when I'm following my clients, I hear like, oh, man, are we going to get murdered in here? <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's kind of an interesting obstacle to overcome. But I think because the bar is set so low in their mind, as soon as they walk in, they're just overwhelmed. They're like, oh, my gosh, yeah. it's amazing. So I do, I do love meeting clients there. But believe it or not, I actually really like meeting clients uh, at their home. It's something that I started doing, I want to say, eight to nine years ago. And it was uh, kind of a fluke. Um, the clients wanted me to meet with their dad. The bride and groom wanted me to meet with their dad. And their dad wasn't the most mobile person. So I said, I'll come to you. No problem. But So I packed, uh, you know, those Costco shopping bags, those blue bags you can actually take with you? Not Costco, sorry, Ikea. <clears throat> yeah, um, that let you... Uh, yeah. I think you go in the store, they let you shop with a yellow bag and you can buy a blue one. So I bought a blue one once. <clears throat> my voice is going, I'm sorry. And uh, and I literally packed that whole thing with, uh, with framed prints, with canvases, with albums, with uh, <clears throat> my laptop, contract, everything. Uh, everything I could think of, I packed in that bag and I dragged it over. And then I just basically turned their uh, living room into my meeting space. Mm-hmm. And... After that, I was like, hey, "This isn't too bad," and I and I kind of minimized things, what I was bringing with me. Yes. But I still, I still offer that. I will go to someone's home because, especially now that I'm in Kamoka, for me to get to the studio is a thirty-minute drive, and there's a good chance I'm passing by the client's home. Um, I find it's easier for me to close a sale outside the studio, mm-hmm. and uh, don't don't know if it's the studio itself. Um, or the social environment where the client feels a little bit more at ease. So it's almost like when they come over, they don't necessarily feel the most comfortable. And even though I book a lot of uh, sales um, at the studio, it's not always on the first time. Mm -hmm. It seems seems to me that the clients always want a bit of a, a cooling off period. Like, well, let us go home and think about it. But being at a coffee shop or at their place it's almost they almost always book um, yeah. like if they're going to book they book right away yeah and, and you know we've even had a great success at booking at wedding shows during the wedding show
0: mm-hmm.
1: and um, I, I guess there's certain incentives I, I really don't know and we'll we'll get to them as, as we start sort of get the ball rolling right now but um, yeah so hopefully that makes sense <laughs> I don't want to sound like I'm going off on a tangent here, but.
0: <laughs> no, I really find that it's a little bit more social at a coffee shop, for example, which would be my preferred spot to meet people. Okay. I do sometimes meet them in their homes. Um, actually, I had an interesting experience the other day. Um, I did some Christmas shopping in Collingwood with my friend. And he says, I was just at a client's house and they were looking for a photographer. And I said that you would drop in. Well, nice. Collingwood is about an hour away from my place and their oh. house was literally on the way home. So I was like, I guess I will just go drop in now. So I did. So like four hours after my friend met with them, I pop in and they they run a business there. So I said, you know, is so-and-so here? And
1: <laughs> nice.
0: they show up and. They're like, I, we were not expecting you to be here like <laughs> this like, quickly.
1: I'm on call 24-7.
0: <laughs> but it was, well, it was really good. Like they showed me around the house. I saw a few spaces where they might hang some photos. I got oh, to show sweet. them some samples on my phone and left them some cards, which we'll get to in a future episode. Um, and yeah, it was actually really good meeting at their house. But most of the cool. time I sort of prefer... Um, a sort of a neutral spot Mm -hmm. where everyone sort of feels comfortable. Everyone's been to a coffee shop. Right. And I am really lucky that I have some stuff partially thanks to you that I can take with me. That's Mm -hmm. portable um, that I can show people. And and we'll get to that a little bit later in the episode, but there's a few things that I wanted to go over um, with regard to meeting in a coffee shop. And part of that is definitely um, the etiquette of it because you know, that's not your space. <laughs> yeah. Um, you're sharing that space with everyone else in it. And then and then there's an owner who's trying to make money off of that. And you know what the biggest thing that bugs me when I meet people at a coffee shop is when they arrive and I say, would you like anything to drink? Um, and they say, no. Yeah. And they just sit down with nothing. And I'm sitting there like, well. <laughs>
1: that's my biggest pet peeve. And so it, I'll tell yeah. you what, what I do now, um, mm-hmm. I actually buy bottled water.
0: <laughs>
1: so okay. for that reason, because, because I've already, cause I can't assume that you're going to like your coffee black. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: or, yeah. or even if I get you a coffee and you're delayed by half an hour now, it's just gross.
0: Yeah. So what I've actually just started doing, um, is I try to get my my leads, my prospects, um, texting with me because mm-hmm. then it's mm-hmm. more like a friendship thing, right? So those ask it, them ahead of time. Exactly. Yeah. So in my first email, I give them the option to text me rather than emailing me. Um, and then before the meeting, I say, Hey, I'll see you in like an hour, whenever mm-hmm. the meeting is. Um, can I grab you anything to drink before you get mm-hmm.
1: there? Um, do, do they tell you? Because, because I would assume that they would still say, no, it's okay. <laughs> so
0: no, actually no one has said, no, it's okay. But I have gotten, okay, I'll get, I'll get this. Um, but I'll pay for it when I get there. <laughs>
1: nice.
0: And and then they get there and I say, Oh no, I already paid for it. And they're like, oh, okay, well, well we'll give you some money. And I just say, well, you could try. I don't know if it will go well. Um, <laughs> uh, but honestly, tell, like tell
1: them that, uh, you give me, give me the money when you book me.
0: <laughs> true. Yeah. Right. Um, uh, that's a good line. I'm going to have to use that. But honestly, a $3 coffee, um, business expense like not going to break the bank no
1: and and i did the math if you meet somebody once a day if you meet a client every day for a Mm -hmm. month it's still cheaper than running a studio space
0: yeah yep and then they're so thrilled everyone i've asked they're like that is so sweet i will have whatever yeah right um and it's a really good way to break the ice i think when they arrive and there's a hot coffee waiting for them and
1: i I went as far as telling people that I don't pay for stuff, like I, I did lie to them, and uh reality is the the barista was just running a tab, and then before when the client leaves, I just go and settle it mm-hmm. and um
0: I should try that
1: yeah yeah, depending on the place uh this yeah, was, on this the place was at sure. uh uh coffee culture in London, yeah, they just let me um, for a while there, I haven't been there in a couple of years to tell you the truth, but for a while there, they would just let me get whatever I want and get the, let the customer get whatever they want. And, uh, uh, if the customer tried paying for it, they said, no, it's on the house. Like, don't worry about it. It's not on the house or no charge or whatever.
0: I mean, yeah, yeah, your meeting is going to go well. If you started off with a little bit of a surprise, if your client goes and orders a coffee and the, and the barista says, oh, it's already covered. Like, how good do you feel when that happens? Yeah, it's
1: really awesome.
0: You see those stories go viral on Facebook. Yeah. So. so why not?
1: Here's here's my question. Let's mm-hmm. let's get this started by, um, talking about some obstacles you may need to overcome by asking your client to meet you at the coffee shop. Now, from from my experience, um, I've never really had anybody mm-hmm. say no. And the way the way the way it started uh, that I had to meet at a coffee shop is actually we were doing some renos on the studio, Mm -hmm. and uh, before I moved to my new home back in 2011, um, I actually also had people come to my home. That I was living at and uh, the living room actually was kind of a meeting space the way the way Mm -hmm. it was set up there was uh, two sofas facing each other um, a tv with an apple tv that I could run a slideshow and everything and there was one of those coffee tables from Ikea that had drawers on each side and Mm -hmm. that's where all my supplies were so I I could actually run a meeting from home um, which I did for a lot of referrals and kind of friends of friends and whatnot I invited them into my house just excuse me, for sheer convenience. But when we moved and the new house wasn't ready and the studio needed some renos, I I started to ask people to meet me at Starbucks and it kind of went from there. So I never had anybody decline the meeting except for one couple. They said, well, don't you have a space to Mm -hmm. meet at? I said, yeah, I do. Um, How did you even know about it? Well, a friend of told us that they met you at your studio and we just really wanted to see your studio. <laughs> I said, oh, Okay. There's nothing in there right now. It's literally an empty, um, <clears throat> like an empty shell, uh, cause we're putting a new floor in, but if you really want, there's a table and a couple of high chairs. Sophia it was the most awkward meeting ever because yeah. you're literally sitting in an empty room talking about yeah. stuff, but I've never really had a client say decline a meeting at a coffee shop. And my biggest fear was always that you just don't seem legit. You know what I mean? Like uh-huh. you don't seem like a real business person here. You are asking for thousands of dollars yet you're asking to meet at a coffee shop. Like, what are your suggestions to how how to sell the idea of doing that or how to overcome those obstacles of the client perhaps being hesitant to meet you there?
0: Yeah, well, first of all, so most of the clients that I meet at coffee shops are wedding clients. Um, Not all wedding photographers have a studio because it is not a necessity. Mm -hmm. Um, And bricks and mortar is not a necessity anymore either for photographers. A lot of photographers work out of their home. Um, So I don't think it's necessarily an expectation that many clients have these days that you have a space for meetings. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think the important part is that you look and sound legitimate before you meet them at the coffee shop.
1: Yeah, so you start with uh, a good online presence.
0: Yep, so your website, should look professional. Your communications with that person should be organized and professional, but also friendly. Um, and then when you meet them in person, I mean, you should have samples of your work and you should be organized. So what I do is I show up early. I get everything set up on my laptop that I need. And I'm going to go off on a bit of a tangent here. Um, I think it's really important that you do not work on your laptop or your iPad or your iPhone or whatever smart device you have the entire time that you're meeting someone anywhere, really. Um, You should be writing notes, like handwritten notes. um, Because I find that as soon as someone starts typing on a device, there's a disconnect between you and that other person. Mm -hmm. So if you start typing...
1: We still haven't got that social uh, norm hasn't caught up to,
0: yeah, exactly
1: uh, as it did in writing. Yeah.
0: If I'm talking to one of my friends and I ask them a question about something and they go to look it up on Google on their phone, suddenly I think that they're not engaged in the conversation. Mm -hmm. So even if I'm making notes on my laptop for my clients, um, it just seems like I'm not paying attention. So you should be looking at them, jotting down little notes. So what I do is I show up early, I got my laptop set up, so I get it hooked up to the Wi Fi. Um, I set up, their file on, on my computer where I can put in like a quote for them Mm -hmm. and I get it all ready. And then I set it to the side and then I have, uh, my sample albums. Um, I have my phone ready with, um, samples on my phone, which I can hand over to them. Um, and then I have my notes and Mm -hmm. then our, most of our conversation is just a conversation. It's like meeting with friends for coffee. And I'm just asking them questions about anything. Like it's not even necessarily about their wedding. I don't start off by talking about their wedding or talking about prices and I make notes. And then when it's time to show them prices, then I pull out the laptop. I put in all of the information on my notes. I create the quote that they need. I give them that information. And then I put the laptop to the side again. And what I do at the end of it is I send them all this information Mm -hmm. by email. So I connect with them immediately after an email or sorry, immediately after a meeting with an email um, right. with all the numbers. But the rest of the whole process is, is like a face-to-face um, conversation. So you really need to be organized. So in addition to being professional, right. um, yeah. you don't want to be scatterbrained.
1: <laughs> so uh, I like your point earlier about the fact that clients are okay with it now. Because yeah. that—that's kind of how I wanted to—to to arrive at that. You—you you don't uh, necessarily um, expect everybody to have a meeting space. And mm-hmm. I—I want to draw an example by um, talking about tradespeople. Uh, some of the best tradespeople just have a shop, and they don't have a showroom necessarily. <laughs> yeah. You know. Um, it, they they will come to you or they'll meet you wherever you need to be and they'll bring samples beautiful (laughs) and they'll bring samples with them and you meet you do a handshake you sign a contract you high-five each other and you you go in your way right you know i'm thinking particularly let's say like a flooring person They'll, Mm -hmm. they'll quite often bring flooring samples to your home um and they'll kind of pre-qualify you on what you want to do, et cetera, et cetera. And it's it's exactly the same as you meeting a client at a coffee shop. It's it's yeah. now it's okay. And you're right, the brick and mortar thing, it's it's gone. Mm-hmm. And to tell you the truth, I would not have a physical location if I didn't do commercial work, right? And if I didn't do printing, um, I think there I
0: would, is. I think there is one remaining storefront. Um, photography studio in Owen sound. Hmm. And when it, when that photographer retires, I think that's going to be it for storefronts for yeah. Owen sound. Um, studios are not storefronts anymore. They're in people's homes. Um, and yeah, I have a, uh,
1: I recently, um, one, one of my uh, students in, uh, at Lampton college, he's, uh, um, he's a little older. Um, so this is his second career type thing. Uh, mm-hmm. he retired from, uh, the petrol industry uh, <laughs> in Sarnia. And yep. uh, he he just built a wicked uh, garage in the backyard that is actually serving as a photography studio. Yep. Um, and uh, it looks fantastic, you know? So so he's going to be doing a lot of studio work there and possibly meeting clients there. So if if you have the ability to do that, and I, I got to be honest with you, uh, I, we, we now are on a half an acre lot and I have tons of space. That I do actually want, I would love to build like a, mm-hmm. a 30 by 40 or a 20 by 30 building with high mm-hmm. ceilings and yep. a loft that I could use potentially for a studio, my production facility, and like an office. But I want to do that so I don't have to drive to my studio yeah. right now. I wouldn't do that if all I did was weddings or just portraits, yeah. you know, especially. So,
0: yeah. So, and like I said, I have a studio space and it is very conveniently located above um, a spa. Yeah. Right. Uh, which is. Awesome for me because the majority of the studio stuff that I do is like um, individual beauty portraits, boudoir stuff. Yeah. So they have their hair and makeup done downstairs, and then they come upstairs, which is great. And the ladies there are absolutely fantastic. Um, but <laughs> are you moving your head? No, no, stretching <laughs> my neck. <laughs> yeah, I, I just I I don't necessarily want to meet clients there.
1: Yeah, no, um, that totally makes sense.
0: And, uh, unless, unless they've been there kind of thing and, and the proofing session makes sense because then I can show people um, sizes <clears throat> for, for prints. But like I said, I've already sort of solved that problem. So I guess I will show you if, if you guys are watching the Skype yeah. um, video, I'll show you an example um, and this I got from Petro and all it is, is an unstretched um, canvas. Um, and what size is this? Do you remember? It's like
1: I want to say twenty-four by thirty-six. Yeah, but it could be twenty so. by thirty. Can you
0: see it? So it's just an unstretched canvas, and I can just do this. Show, show it to show it to people, so they get the idea of the size. Um, yeah, they
1: also get the idea of the texture and the feel, and yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Now, and it's go ahead. You have pieces of wood at the top and the bottom. Is that correct? Yes, I do. Yeah, so that that also is a product you could you could exactly. sell, right? So that's amazing.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, but it, I I find it's really important, and I'm sure that you guys have all heard this from photographers that you show people actual sizes of images. And the way that photographers used to do this is they would have a projector and they would invite someone into their into their studio and they would project their photos on the wall, um, so that people knew. How big their photos well, were going to look of, on their walls. Yeah, it's kind of and, ironic,
1: but I'm, I've, I've never been able to tell the actual size of the photo. Like, I mean, yes, you see it on the wall, but I'm, I could never visualize it in my space, for example.
0: So the man I did my co-op with, um, Michael McLuhan mm-hmm. um, in Owen Sound, and hopefully we'll get him on the show at some point. Although I've not asked him yet, so <laughs> <laughs> it'll be a surprise. But... Um, the way he showed me is he had foam core cut to different sizes. So he had an eight by 10, he had a 20 by 30, he had all these different sizes, but he'd project like a 40 by 60 on the wall Mm -hmm. and they're going, Oh my God, that looks beautiful. And then he goes, okay, well here's a 20 by 30 and they go, Oh, well that's, not so exciting. And, you know, like he sold a lot of giant canvases <clears throat> yep, to people. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: So I actually have a, a small a technique that I use for my clients and for my clients in, in the printing business. Um, I tell them this is very simple and you can engage your client into picking out their own size. Now, I offer custom sizes. So mm-hmm. that's kind of the beauty part. But if you don't offer custom sizes, if your price list is very standard, like 16 by 24, 20 by 30, 30 by 40, etc., etc., 24 by 36, whatever, just pick some sizes, mm-hmm. then you can then say, well, we, we can go to the next size. But I, I've been talking about doing a video of this and I'll, I'll do my best to explain it. And all you need are two things. Um, you need some painter's tape and you need... Um, measuring device like a ruler or uh, measuring tape and what I tell people is pick a space that you're going to uh, put this canvas or uh, custom print framed print whatever you're doing pick a space and don't measure anything instead take the painters tape and mask out where you the area that you wanted to cover for example be, if you're watching this behind me is uh, is a piece that's, uh, that Hannah brought back from uh, Kenya when she was there and uh, I framed it into uh, just, a, just a simple black frame and there's a four inch mat on it right there. Mm-hmm. And so <clears throat> I, I started with a piece and I knew where I was gonna put it. So I kind of had a rough idea, but if I wanted to put something on that wall over there, uh-huh. I actually think that that piece is a little too small what i would take is I would, what i would do rather is i would take the painter's tape and i would mask out the shape of the uh, final size that i that i want on there after it after i mask it out i would step back and take a look at it and i would decide whether it's the it's the right shape whether it's the right size and go from there and once i'm content with it you know, if it's a little too big, I can actually rip the tape a little bit and make it smaller and look at it again. Yeah. Once I'm content with it, I would then only then take the measuring stick or measuring tape.
0: Measuring <laughs> stick. I haven't heard of one of those in years.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know why I said it. <laughs> I'm doing but um, I would take the measuring tape and I would measure the, the outline. And sometimes it comes out to be like 33 by 47. Well, the cool thing is I can do that. I can make you a 33 by 47 and it's exactly the size you want. But if it's, if it's 33 by 47 and you don't offer that size, you're like, well, I offer 30 by 40, well then sell the client 30 by 40, but at least you have something. And I find that when you do price lists, quite often, um, the client just looks for what they can afford and it's really easy to sell them and say, well, okay, after you mask out, The shape you want, why don't you go ahead and measure and mask out the shape you're thinking of buying and put Mm -hmm. it inside that shape? On occasion, people want to get something too big and they realize, whoa, that's too big. And I do end up selling them something smaller. But at least they're going to talk about it and they're going to say, you know what? This guy didn't even try selling us a bigger yeah. piece. Yeah. And so that's that's kind of my business model towards that. And, I, and that's kind of a, what I do in order to help people um, sell it. So <clears throat> um, I actually don't bring any canvas samples to my meetings bigger than, um, than uh, 12 by 18. Uh, I'll either bring a 12 by 18 or a 16 by 24, um, and then I tell them, "Here's what it looks like. Here's how thick it is. Um, the 12 by 18 is actually thicker than the 16 by 24." And I tell them, "So, so if I feel like they might want be interested in two different thicknesses, I, I'll bring both. Um, typically, one's in the car, anyways. And that's when I show them things. And then I'll say, uh, "This is what it, this is what the texture's like. Here's how you hang it. Uh, with all my canvases, I include a monkey hook." Um, uh, mm-hmm. this is how the monkey hook works. You put it through the drywall, uh, and they get excited about that, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but, uh, one of the big things that I bring to my meeting that I kind of focus on is albums.
0: Um, yeah. I was just going to say, um, one of the biggest issues that I have with people when I was doing the online proofing was they would just buy five by sevens because that was the cheapest option. Um, and the issue was that they weren't seeing anything. Mm-hmm. So they weren't, they weren't seeing what they wanted Um, and this is an important lesson for everyone that if you want to be selling wedding albums, you need to bring a wedding album to your meeting. Right. And I actually show people the wedding album before I give them the prices. So I explain, you know, I actually do printed artwork. All of my couples go home with a wedding album. Here is an example of one. Um, yeah, and they always look through them and they go, "Oh my God, it's so beautiful!" And right. I, I have didn't a couple. Even sa- could do this. I exactly, yeah, <laughs> and I have a couple samples, two <clears throat> two samples that are completely different, um, and different prices, obviously, but different styles. So you know, I I can cater to different styles, right? right? Yeah. Not um, everybody's
1: gonna have the same taste. That's that's why yeah. you don't buy. A coffee for somebody. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I haven't
0: I haven't shown the album to a couple yet and not had them say, Yeah, this is what we really want. We really want an album. Like digital files, who no. cares? We want an actual no. album. So yeah. And
1: I'm, I'm I'm gonna keep reminding people we're not you know, everybody's business model is gonna be different. If you do digital files and it's working for you, high five to you. But mm-hmm. if you're starting out, you you need to consider what type of photography Um, you're doing and what, how how your photo delivery, your final product delivery is going to go. And so keep an open mind, right?
0: Well, I'm going to go ahead and say that if you want to be running a photography business, if you want to be like a full-time wedding photographer, for example, mm -hmm. you're going to have to be selling your client's artwork. Yeah. That if you are just doing shoot and burn weddings full-time, you are going to be chasing clients. I'm going to burn it. You're always okay. going to be looking for more clients. You're going to have to shoot more and more weddings just to um, support your business. Um, yeah. You know, you, you, want, you want the right clients, right? You, you want better clients, not more clients, if yeah. that makes sense. So, No,
1: that, that does yeah. make sense. Yeah. yeah. No, it's absolutely. So um, back to, but let's, let's go back to the coffee shop. Right. Okay. <laughs> what do you wear?
0: Oh, okay. How
1: important is it what you look like?
0: So I do not leave the house in my sweatpants unless I'm going to the gym or something. So I pretty much dress the same as I normally would. I do my makeup, I do my hair, which is like, just so everyone knows, I am not a super girly girl. (laughs) Um, I do not like straighten or curl my hair every day or whatever, but I'll, I'll blow dry it. I'll do my makeup whatever makeup I am capable of doing, Mm -hmm. um, wear some nice shoes, but I dress to my style, which might be different than what I wear at a wedding. I don't dress like I'm going to a wedding. Right. Right. So I'll wear like torn jeans and stuff. Um, or I'll wear like dark wash jeans, um, reasonably casual, probably the same as my clients are going to dress when they show up. Um, but most of my clients are like young couples, pretty casual, friendly, so not too much of yeah. an issue for me. What do you wear?
1: It depends on the season, I guess. Uh, but no. <laughs>
0: well, all right. If we're getting that specific, in the winter, I wear a winter jacket.
1: <laughs> well, jacket aside, um, and I'm glad you mentioned a jacket. It's funny, but <clears throat> this this got me thinking about four years ago about the the whole. Um, psychology of meeting a client and first impressions and what got me thinking about it is <clears throat> I'm going to clear my throat so we're gonna, okay we're going to edit this out no we're not we're going to edit this out <laughs> <clears throat> I'm drinking water and tea and it's it's like <laughs>
0: not
1: uh, not sitting well anyway <clears throat> I'm gonna drink some water <laughs> Let's okay. edit it out of the podcast. Let's, uh, let's leave it in the video. I'm I, th- happy I that. think
0: everyone will enjoy that.
1: <laughs> See <Please>, everyone.
0: <laughs>
1: Anyways. Um, so what happened was uh, I went to meet a client, and lo and behold, there's another photographer to my left. And there's another photographer just ahead of me there's literally three photography meetings going on and the best part is one of the photographers to my left was meeting a client that I had met like a week before Uh that I didn't hear from and Uh uh, and of course as soon as I walked in they're like hi sorry and just like why do you be sorry like it's all good Yeah. so I walked in uh, all uh, authoritative and everything and the photographer that they were meeting with uh, really overdid things. I think she had so many knickknacks, jewelry things, head scarves, infinity scarves, right. bracelets, anklets. She just, so I am
0: not that stylish, just so <laughs> everyone knows. It
1: wasn't necessarily stylish. She looked very <laughs> kind of... I don't even know what word to use. I don't want to offend anybody. So
0: Eclectic, <clears throat> hippie. Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. <laughs> very much so. Yeah. And... Her bag was just super dirty, and that's what mm-hmm. she pulled out of the album from. So she had an album, but it was a really small, tiny album. Yeah. And I, ha- I have to admit, I was while I was waiting for my clients, um, I kind of kept an eye on them, just but pretended to have my face buried in in my laptop, and I kind of listened a little bit. And she was super loud and trying to oversell herself. I don't even think she realized I was a photographer or that there was another photographer meeting uh, people just to just across the shop. <clears throat> the other photographer who was meeting people across the shop, she was um, very, very tiny. And <laughs> she was, she looked very simple. Um, looked really nice, but very simple. Yeah. Uh, v- super nice booties on her feet. Um, she was wearing a skirt. Um, and she has actually, she looked like she was belonged at a law firm more than, Interesting. yeah, she was dressed up really nice. And she didn't have a jacket on or anything it was it was kind of uh early summer late spring um didn't even have a jacket on her on her chair or anything so she would have left it in uh in a car or something so that that made me think about something else i was looking at that and i was like "Mm, she looks like she's on break from work and i think she was i think she was on her lunch Ah. from work okay Uh (laughs)
0: um
1: So that's what got me thinking about the psychology of first impressions and when you're meeting a client. So I decided I really do like the simple look. So when I, when I go meeting a client, um, I'll wear black or brown shoes. I won't wear, um, any shoes that are super flamboyant. And I mean, I, I own red shoes and I own white shoes mm-hmm. and, and I really like my shoes. I think I have about three times more shoes than, than my wife does, but, um, <laughs> when i go to, to meet a client first impressions i do wear simple shoes if i'm wearing jeans it's going to be very simple kind of denim
0: mm-hmm.
1: um but i always wear a button up shirt yeah and um and it doesn't matter if it's spring summer or fall i will bring a jacket with me so it doesn't look like i'm just kind of on break from work for that reason mm-hmm. and so if i walk into a coffee shop before my client gets there um and I sit down, I will quite often still leave my jacket on as -hmm. if I just arrived and I'm just waiting for them. And I won't really set everything up. I'll just, Mm -hmm. I'll just kind of be waiting there. I'll have my laptop out, um, or my iPad and I'll have maybe an album out and that's it. And everything else is just kind of sitting in, um, I I use a backpack now, weirdly enough. it's sitting in the backpack and just waiting for the client and once they arrive, once we figure out our coffee situation, you know the, the bottles uh, the two bottles of water are waiting for them on the table as well. Uh, once that we figure out their coffee situation, only then do I kind of put my laptop away, and as I put my laptop away, I take out the rest of the things from the backpack mm-hmm. yeah. and I, it's, it's funny because to me I'm always thinking about these things in the back of my first impressions and I really don't think they're that important because at the end of the day you've already met this person on um on the internet uh they've Mm -hmm. seen your website hopefully or they've been referred they may have seen you at a wedding so they they already kind of made their first impression about you so now you just have to support it more or less and that's why uh so what, so what I'm trying to say is you don't really have to overthink it so much. I, I think about it a lot because it's fun for me. It's interesting for me. That's it's mm-hmm. something that I always uh, just kind of observe, if you will.
0: Yeah.
1: But I, just because you made these, and I'm just going to finish quickly, just because oh, you fine, made the first totally impression, cool. <laughs> um, yeah. it doesn't mean that you, you can go to a coffee shop or that you should go to a coffee shop uh, looking like a bum or, mm-hmm. you know, in sweatpants and a ripped T-shirt and yeah. just kind of your hair tied back and uh, that's it.
0: What are you saying about my hair being tied back, Petro? <laughs> <laughs> okay,
1: I'm saying don't go to a client meeting looking like you look right now, Sophia. <laughs> 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 That's what. That's exactly what I'm saying. Ugh. I'm just teasing you.
0: <laughs> I, I would like to clarify when I say I I will wear ripped jeans to a meeting. I'm not wearing like baggy, like old ripped jeans. You know, yeah, no I'm way. wearing those ripped jeans that everyone makes fun of because you bought them that way. Yeah. Um, like that's the style kind of thing. Um,
1: the but yeah, like I,
0: the I dress like an adult. Like I, I dress pants. like I would dress... In an office, like not a law office necessarily, but like I would dress if I was going to work.
1: Well, that's exactly what I'm saying. It's kind of of business casual, and there's there's nothing wrong with wearing a t-shirt. Like when I work, uh, I wear a black V-neck that you can. I know,
0: right? You you wear a t-shirt, but you don't wear a (laughs) t-shirt with logos on it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And as a photographer, you learn really quickly that. You know, sometimes, uh, depending on what you're for, especially in the studio, depending what you're work, who you're working with, what you're photographing, if you're wearing a red shirt, you're going to get a red reflection. Um, <laughs> yeah. so uh, I, you should see my wardrobe. It's mostly dark denim and black V-necks.
0: Mm-hmm. Um.
1: And you know, uh, people people kind of make fun of me for that sometimes, and I'm like, well, yeah. this is sort of my uniform. I mean, it, it, yeah. it's uh, Steve Jobs pulled it off. Why can't I? <laughs> <laughs> so, but long story short, because um, uh, we can we can talk about this forever. Uh, you, you know, your presentation uh, really depends on you. And so, wh- how how important do you think it it is to to pick the right coffee shop too for that reason? Like.
0: Right. I did want to talk about that. You need to have yeah. the right atmosphere. So we talked about this briefly before we started this episode and you, you made a comment about meeting someone at Tim Hortons. Yeah. And I said, well, I don't even meet people at the coffee culture in Owen sound. Um, it would be my second choice if the frog ponds is closed and it's not that coffee culture, isn't the right, um, atmosphere. It's that Owen sound, um, there are some characters downtown that Mm -hmm. wander into the coffee culture. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's just a frog ponds is like bright and vibrant. And there's a lot of creative people in there and everyone's talking. It's very social. Um, So it's more inviting than, than the coffee culture in no one sound. But I remember I've, I met people in coffee culture all the time in London.
1: Yeah. London, London. Well, I met you at coffee culture. I don't mean like for the first time, but (laughs) <laughs> yeah <laughs> we'd, we'd go there just for social stuff yeah and, exactly it's fun um so there's a where we used to live downtown london there's a place around the corner called locomotive Ex- uh, locomotive espresso i was mm. going to say locomotive express um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, decent coffee um cool environment
0: mm-hmm. but
1: it's so tiny and as a result kind of loud
0: yeah
1: um in the year or so i was going there while we lived on dufferin actually well we we lived on dufferin for longer but i discovered it in the last year i'd say that i've never seen anybody meeting a client there like a photography client Um, but i did see what looked like a business type meeting and you could tell that, that the body language that the person they looked so awkward it was terrible so um What got me excited at first, I thought, oh, this is going to be great. It's going to be a small kind of like very intimate thing. It wasn't at all. And so uh, I scratched that idea. But believe it or not, one of my favorite places to meet is still Starbucks.
0: I was going to say Starbucks in any town, I would meet people at Starbucks because they are so consistent about their branding that all of the all of the starbucks are the same
1: yeah they're consistently good
0: (laughs) yeah clean big windows very bright yeah and you know you have the right type of people going in there right and
1: and i think uh, why i love starbucks is a lot of their uh you you may not have noticed but they they use a lot of wood in their decor yeah all of that wood is actually reclaimed um it's really old that's wood cool. from churches, uh, factories, uh, anything that's being torn down, and a lot of it, especially for Canada, comes out of uh, this place in Waterloo called Timeless Material Company. It's it's so cool because that's where I go to shop for a lot of stuff I work on. So mm-hmm. well, you know, if and the next time I'm at Starbucks, I'm like, oh, right on. I, There might've been a time where I actually looked at this wood before they used it here. (laughs) You know, I dunno. I, and I'm, I'm a sucker for little stories like that, but the atmosphere is great and it does get a little loud sometimes, but it's okay. We can still kind of truck through it. And what I love about it is nobody walking in is looking at you like, what are you doing here with all that yeah. shit on your table and yeah. who the hell do you think you are? You can just sit in that comfy chair and nobody's yeah. judging you for that. They're like, well, this is what it's, what it's all about. This is what yeah. it's for. So,
0: well, but I, I would like to get back to a couple things about the etiquette of, about it now that you've brought that up. And that's I where I
1: was going with this. So perfect.
0: Yeah. Like, it's it's not your office like this is someone's business. So and you're going in and you're using their Wi-Fi and you're meeting clients there. You're using it as a working space. So I think it's important that people you treat it sort as of, such. yep. So the first thing is, and this goes for anyone working in a coffee shop ever. You don't sit there. You you don't get a coffee and then sit there for three hours. So there is um, a standard to how much you consume while you're working at a coffee shop. And that is one item per hour, at least. Okay. You don't want to drink your coffee and then sit there for an after for an hour after it's done and take up space. Mm -hmm. You know, Um, they want you to look like you're drinking or eating and enjoying whatever you're consuming when you're in a coffee shop. So Mm -hmm. make sure that you have a full drink. Um, I always I always try to buy drinks for my clients. This is why I hate it when, when they show up and they say, oh, I don't want anything. I hate that. <laughs> <laughs> I also try to go to that location regularly. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah. Kind of pick something and stick with it. And so in my case, because I meet clients on the East side, because I meet clients on the West side and it's a pretty big city. Yeah. Um, I do have actually three locations that I really enjoy. Yeah. And, uh, um, um, that, that they know me and one of the locations on the east end um, it's quite big it's quite large and it's not always busy either. Um, I get free coffee there. <laughs> I, won't, I won't say which location it is as long as I buy some pastries for the table so I usually get like three pieces um, yeah. and I and I always try to get a variety and I never eat it until the clients pick their own stuff. And sometimes yeah. I don't even touch it because I don't want stuff all over my face. Um, and uh, yeah, as long as I bought three things, any drip coffee, they just they just said, "Whatever you want, just yeah. will and it literally was on the house. So I would just prepay for that. Now, I would still buy bottled water,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and if the client didn't get a coffee. Um, I would just take one with me to go or something and, yeah. you know, Bob, your uncle. Um, but really it's, it's cool because you'll, you'll end up making relationships with people. Exactly. And, um, I've actually made a relationship with a hotel, uh, on the South end of the city. They said, uh, anytime you want to have a client meeting you're more than welcome to one of our uh, boardrooms if it's free or you can, you can go in here they actually have, they actually serve Starbucks coffee. So it's not really a Starbucks Mm -hmm. uh, restaurant or coffee shop, but it's still a really cool environment. And um, I've done it a couple of times, but you know, I don't typically meet people on the South end there. So, because it's so so close to the studio that I am just like, ah, let's go to the studio or, or whatever. So um, you're right. You're absolutely right. Um, Well,
0: I think it's funny you say that because now the, the re- one of the retirees that I've built a good friendship mm-hmm. with at, at the Frog Ponds um, is recommending me to everyone who comes through the door. And <laughs> one of the things that we'll talk about um, at length with this podcast is getting the right clients for you. Right. Um, And that is something that I sometimes struggle with in Owen Sound. It's difficult to find the right clients, the people who actually want to invest in photography. Um, But you know what? The people coming through the door, the vast majority of the people coming through the door at the frog ponds are people that I would want to work with. Absolutely. And these are the people that this guy is introducing me to by name and like highly recommending my work, (laughs) which is fantastic. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah,
1: that's really cool. So... um, in the end, uh, this is the reason why I don't meet at Tim Hortons, is <laughs> because, and I and I apologize for everybody who likes Tim Hortons. But uh, first of all, I d- I'm not a big fan of their product. Okay, I don't really care for their coffee. But second of all, it is a go-to for everybody. If yeah. you're a construction worker, if you're a doctor, if you're a lawyer, if you're a dentist, if you're a garbage picker. Everybody seems to love Tim Hortons and all walks of life come in. And here's the thing. I'm not judging you by who you are, what you do, what you look like. Tim Hortons is just not the right atmosphere there. You know, you're, you're short on outlets. Sometimes you're sitting in these rigid uh, chairs that hurt your back. And quite often when I, when I'm there just meeting somebody because I'm trying to, Pick something up on Kijiji, or they're they're buying a lens from me, and I'm meeting them at a local Tim Hortons. The the amount of shit that comes out of people's mouth that's completely irrelevant, and the stupidest conversations that happen just a table away from you, mm-hmm. they make me want to get up and leave. You know, it's it's the craziest thing ever, and it's the most ignorant stuff sometimes. And I'm just thinking, I'm glad I don't run my meetings out of Tim yeah. Hortons.
0: So Tim Hortons like McDonald's is sort of starting to change their image a little bit. They're trying to make themselves look a little bit more inviting and offering Wi-Fi and everything. But the truth is that Tim Hortons is one of those um, shops, restaurants that is designed to have you get your meal, consume it and get out so that they can serve. Yeah, so that they can serve um, more clients, which is totally fine. I drink tim hortons tea occasionally i drink tim hortons coffee and i eat their breakfast sandwiches same here Um,
1: i still consume it i just don't want to bring my business there
0: no i i don't i don't i don't have meetings there it's not comfortable and you do not want to be meeting clients in an uncomfortable chair you need your clients to be quite comfortable this is the whole point that we were talking about at the beginning of this show which is you're meeting people at coffee shops because it's a neutral space and they're comfortable they're drinking coffee they're in a good mood um Don't take them to Tim Hortons. (laughs) So just to recap some of the stuff that we've gone over today. So make sure that your clients have something to drink or something to eat when they get there. So buy them a bottle of water, text them beforehand, ask them what they want to drink.
1: Great idea.
0: Um, Bring samples with you because they need to see some of your work.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that that includes albums, canvases, or even prints. Yeah. Yeah,
0: for sure. Make sure that you are dressed appropriately absolutely yeah that you're at the right coffee shop with the right atmosphere <laughs> that,
1: that happened to me once
0: <laughs> wait what <laughs> um,
1: anecdote uh i told people meet me at starbucks on Fanshawe park road
0: yep oh there's two isn't there's
1: there? four ah!
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay there
1: is four and um they said uh which which one uh in Masonville, I said, yeah, yeah, right in right in Masonville, and Masonville, for those people who are listening is the the mall in on venture Park Road in London is called the Masonville Mall, uh it's now called like Masonville Place, well, right across the street is an indigo now, uh used yeah. to be called chapters mm-hmm. with a Starbucks inside it, so yeah. when And the entire neighborhood is also called Masonville. That's why it's called Masonville Place. So when they said Starbucks in Masonville, they went to chapters. And like 20 minutes into this, I finally texted them. I'm like, "Um, everything okay? You guys looking for a parking spot? They're like, no, we're sitting here. Are you here? So awkward. We're looking around. And I'm like, I'm in the corner where I told you I'd be. They're like, we're (laughs) in the corner where 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 we thought you'd be. I said, are you in Masonville or are you at Chapters? They're like, well, we're at Chapters in Masonville. And you could tell they were being sarcastic. Yeah. I'm in Masonville. Like, (laughs) dumb.
0: Okay. So that is not what I meant. But that's a very important point. Make sure that you're at the right place, which is why I always give them the address.
1: Yes. Uh Right. What would you do? Would you say clients come back here or would you pick up your stuff and go meet
0: them? Um ideally they would already be on their right. way to me yeah. at that point. And if they say, Oh, okay, we'll come to you. Not a problem. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Then I will stay. Otherwise I'll be like, Oh, just stay there and I'll come to you. Yeah, I
1: think it's better if this happens to you for, for whatever reason, make the client stay there and go to them because they've already yeah. purchased drinks and yeah. they've already settled down. Just, just bite yeah. the bullet. And, and even yeah. though they're, they're the dummies, yeah. um, <laughs> go to them. Um, but continue, continue the recap.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So make sure that it's the right atmosphere.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, what else did we talk about? Well,
1: a couple of things I want to talk about still, just as we wrap up is, okay. how long should your meeting be?
0: What? Um, I usually expect them to be about half an hour, okay. but good ones tend to go to an hour.
1: Okay. Yeah. So during the meeting, at what point do you ask for the sale?
0: Um, I usually email them like the quote contract questionnaire afterward. So usually at about, well, it depends on how much they talk. If things are going really well, this is going to happen closer to the end of the meeting. Um, but obviously after I've given them the prices, then I'll say, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to email all of this to you afterward. And all you have to do is accept the quote and sign the contract and then we're ready to go. But I always make sure that they're comfortable with the number. So mm. I ask them, is this what you had in mind? Did you have something else in mind? Does this number make you feel uncomfortable if they're seeming uncomfortable? And you can tell, let's be honest. You can tell yeah. if people are like, oh, that's not what we really had in mind, right? Sure. Yeah. What about okay. you? When do you ask?
1: I pretty much ask about 12 to 15 minutes in. Um, and Well, uh, have
0: you already given them prices?
1: yeah they know the price beforehand, okay, yeah
0: so I don't I don't give people prices before I meet, so I talk with them and then I have to have a conversation with them when mm-hmm. I before I give them prices, you know, so I either give them prices over Skype over the phone or in person, ideally in person, ideally over mm-hmm. Skype if they live at a distance um, if we're meeting um, if we're meeting after I've given them prices, I am assuming that I am booking them right. and
1: Right. And that's, well, that's I'm not why really asking. I'm saying,
0: yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm not, I'm not really asking them for the sale. I'm more like, well, we can sign the contract right now. <laughs> yeah.
1: So in my contract, there's actually a worksheet where they fill out uh, a lot of the information. They fill out um, the name of the venue, the date, uh, how many yep. people are coming. Like yeah. it's, it's literally a worksheet of, and so what I do is, um, I basically open the contract up to the, it's on page two, to the worksheet. Mm-hmm. And as I talk about it, I was like, well, we can talk about the details, uh, after you see it. But, um, if you want, let's, let's go ahead and fill out this worksheet since I have yeah. you both in the same spot together. Yeah, definitely. Right. And that, that's sort of my, my first time asking for the sale. And if and, th- and they'll do it. They'll go ahead and, and, and do it. And so as, as we start talking about the product, because the first 15 minutes I basically kind of spent just talking about myself, talking about them. How I'll even ask how they met if this is the first time, yeah. I, you know, yeah. just literally kind of shooting the shit. And um, after the worksheet, we start looking at albums. We start looking at canvases. We... And then we go to page one of the contract and everything's already kind of filled out uh, except for the additions. If they want to buy an album, if they want to buy a canvas, mm-hmm. and that's where we kind of pencil it in. And uh, that's where we figure out the price and add it on to the package so they already know how much they're spending. Mm-hmm. And once that's all put together, I just kind of leave the contract on the table and I talk to them uh, still not really asking yet, but I just kind of talked to them about other things that they considered, you know, I'll, I'll even suggest, you know, for your first dance, rather than waiting for the, after the dinner, you guys want to consider doing it as you're introduced into the hall and they go, oh, I don't know, we never thought about it. And, you know, then I kind of explain things to them. And quite often, I, I, <laughs> I have to admit, I actually change people's wedding plans for them once in a while, yeah. you know, by suggesting certain things because, and you're kind of building a little bit of uh, trust with them. And at, mm-hmm. at this point um, I will kind of close the meeting and I say, you know, guys, I don't want to really waste any more of your time. Or I don't actually say waste your time. I say, I don't want to take up any more of your time. Um, especially if you have to be somewhere, let's make sure that you're, you ask me everything um, before you leave, before mm-hmm. I leave. And typically this is at about a uh, 35, 40 minute mark to an hour, depending how, how well we we sort of meshed and after after they kind of go no no we're good what's that? Blah, blah, blah blah i say okay well if at this point if i know that we're going to talk about other stuff i'll say okay well let's take care of business do you guys want to just since we're since we're all here do you want to sign the contract and then i'll uh i'll make you a copy and uh, email you a copy or quite often i'll even bring two contracts and we fill them both out mm-hmm. if they want to take a copy right away uh And at that point, uh, if, if they say like, well, we're still going to think about it, then I put everything away,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: you know, and then we just kind of wrap it up. But nine times out of 10, they say, yeah, let's do it. And they look at each other and they go, yeah, yeah. Okay. Let's do it. (laughs) And at that point I say, all right, um, did you want to do the retainer as well? And I, I'll whip out my credit card processing, uh, machine which we should really talk about that sometime.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, Sometime. (laughs) (laughs) I think we're pretty deep into this. um, At this point, I think it's about time to wrap up for today. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: And so, and so that, that's pretty much it. I mean, what I, what I wanted to do with this episode uh, just to kind of end is, is to give you the confidence to be able to meet a client at a coffee shop and to give you sort of a roadmap of how to do it effectively, ethically and professionally. Yeah.
0: <laughs> which I hope you got, really. I hope so. guys. Yeah. So if you have any questions, any more questions about meeting clients at coffee shops or meeting clients, period, we would really like to help you out. And probably the best way to get a hold of us is on our Facebook group, which you can find at double exposure dot show slash Facebook, or you can just search for it. It is double exposure show group on Facebook.
1: Mm-hmm. And when you are down listening to this episode and you're super excited about us, please don't hesitate to leave us a five-star review, doubleexposure.show slash iTunes. You can uh, rate us and you can also give us a little bit of feedback about uh, how we're doing. Uh, because I know I'm coming up to a lot of you in person and you're giving me high fives and saying how much you're yeah. enjoying this. Yeah. But Give us some love on iTunes. Yeah. We, want yeah, to, sure. we want to spread the love further.
0: Yeah, that's, that's really gonna help us um, reach new listeners. And we'd really love to do that. And yeah. you know, another way that you can do that is you can share this podcast with them. So your photographer buddies on Facebook, um, add them to the group, or share a link on their timeline, Absolutely. you can share a link to this episode on their timeline. It's double show slash episodes slash 10, the number 10. Yes. If you would like to send us an email, it's double exposureshow at gmail.com. I don't know what else. Add us to Facebook.
1: <laughs> send us messages. Send yeah. Send us emojis and stickers. Yeah. Yeah. I Stickers. Th- I, like stickers. I love stickers.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Especially the big fat kitty one. <laughs> 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 one, the great one.
0: All right, Petra. I think we're good. We're great. We are. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Spike. Should I stop recording now? Of course.